Icelanders are getting married at a volcano site. A Taiwanese man married a woman four times and divorced her three times to enjoy 32 days of marriage leave. And a trans teenager is given two funerals after the parents argue over the gender. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News. Thank you for joining me midweek. Weird AF News is a podcast that features three strange stories from around the world five days a week. And on Friday, we only do it from Florida. I'm your host, Jonesy. Let's go. Icelanders rush to get married at a volcano site. Two excited grooms hiked for more than two hours through snow and wind to reach a spot on the Reykjanes Peninsula. I thought I might freeze to death at my own wedding. As they changed into their wedding suits in a pop-up tent, the skies cleared, the sun came out. They exchanged their rings, exchanged vows, popped some champagne, ate a piece of cake. It was beyond perfect, a day we'll never forget. The wedding couple are among almost 45,000 people who have visited these mountains, called the Fagrajazal, Fagra, Fagradajal Mountains, 20 miles from Reykjavik since the volcanic eruption began a month ago. It is the first eruption in the area for 800 years. The people of Iceland have embraced this natural phenomenon, of course, posting thousands of images of bubbling lava on social media and watching around-the-clock live streams of the lava. The country is one of the most volcanically eruptive places on Earth. In simple terms, Iceland is really one huge volcano. But it is rare for an eruption to be as accessible to the public as this. It is very approachable. People can get reasonably close and still be safe, says one scientist who has visited several times to collect samples and take measurements. The eruption is comparatively very quiet. The flux coming from vents is about 10 cubic meters per second. With big explosive eruptions, you get tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of cubic meters per second. The probability of an explosive eruption here is actually very low. The Icelandic Tourist Board is monitoring the number of visits to this site, counting more than 5,000 on busy days, although the number drops dramatically when the weather is bad. Iceland has recently reopened to foreign tourists who have been vaccinated against COVID, but there are very few in the country. We're expecting numbers to pick up, and the volcanic eruption is likely to be a big destination for tourists. They want to come and see this stuff. But there was no infrastructure at this volcanic site, such as toilets or paved paths. You have to bring everything with you. Water, food, warm clothes, good shoes, and take it all away with you when you leave. Visitors also, of course, need to be aware of the hazards of volcanic gas. There have been no serious causes of cases of health problems, but tourists are advised to stay upwind of the eruption and people with breathing difficulties are advised not to visit the volcano at all. And even getting married at this site is quite popular. There's a business that centers around it called Pink Iceland, which is a wedding and travel company. And uh, after a difficult year, of course, for the business, they're hoping to arrange more volcanic weddings in the coming weeks and months as the weather, weather gets better. So now's the time to book your volcano wedding, guys. Uh, anybody living in Iceland that listens to this show? Uh, you know what? Getting married next to a volcano sounds pretty cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm not a fan of the gender reveal parties where explosives are involved, but getting married next to a volcano, thumbs up. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a living contradiction. What can I say? Just like, you know, just yeah, weddings are so dull. It's always the same shit. You know, I'm just like, why not get dynamic with it? This is pretty cool. Uh, of course, you know, I, I want to do it next to a volcano that's probably less active than this. I mean, the damn thing just erupted. So what are we doing? Can we find one in the area that isn't as erupty? I feel like you can. And what do you weirdos think about this? Would you get married on top of a live volcano? Call the show, 646-450-2012. Did you get married in a crazy spot? Email me a photo. I don't believe you. Funnyjones at gmail.com. A Taiwanese man married a woman four times, divorced her three times, all to enjoy 32 days of marriage leave. This unidentified man who works in a bank initially got married on April 6th last year and applied for eight days of marriage leave. At the end of that leave, he divorced his wife and he remarried her the very next day. The man continued with the arrangement where he remarried her four times after three divorces, allowing him to enjoy a total of 32 days of leave. (laughs) The man's employer, however, only approved his first marriage leave, unfortunately. <laughs> what, did he quit his job? Why get married more times if you if you just quit your job? Unhappy that only the first marriage leave was approved, the man filed a complaint against his employer for not abiding with Taiwan's labor laws. Oh, I see. So, I mean, it sounds like technically they have to approve all of his marriage leave, even if it's to the same woman. Under Article 2 of Taiwan's regulations of leave-taking for workers, a worker shall be entitled to eight days of wedding leave with pay. Investigations by Taipei City Labor Bureau later found the bank had indeed violated the rule and fined that bank about $1,000. <laughs> well, so the, the employer was in the wrong. Unhappy with the fine, the bank submitted an appeal and pointed out the man was manipulating the system as he married the same woman. <laughs> wow. This is fascinating. Okay. And how did the Labor Bureau rule on this case? Well, it says here, despite agreeing what the man did was very unethical, the Taipei Labor Bureau upheld the previous ruling and maintained the fine for his employer, also known as the bank. Well, and now you're going to see a clause added to the law. This is how clauses and bylines get added because someone tries to take advantage of a good thing. So it just takes one bad apple, and now the rest of us are stuck having to only marry the person one time and get one wedding leave. You know? Maybe this man doesn't get enough vacation days. I don't know how it works in Taipei. Maybe they're working these guys to the bone. Maybe the bank doesn't give, like, a full vacation every year. So the guy's like, you know what? I'm going to take my vacations. I'm going to make up for the last 10 years. I'm going to marry my lady four times, take four weeks of vacay. (laughs) <laughs> paid, by the way. Paid vacay. Uh, yeah, it's hard to judge whether or not this is extremely unethical from the man when you really don't know his working conditions. We need to know the working conditions first. Although it is a bank. I mean, it's not like it's a factory. Um, although maybe the bank's in Taipei. Maybe people, maybe like bankers are jumping out of windows. Uh, we don't know that. We need more information. This story just highlights the need for time off from work, man. I mean... We work all year. We get a week. This just it's not right. It's not fair. We need to take, like, I don't know. How do the Europeans do it? Don't they take, like, three months vacation? That's how you do it. Can anyone confirm this with me? I got any listeners in France. I'd imagine the French don't work very much at all. (laughs) 
please email me and let me know what's going on with your vacation time over there. I'd like to, I'd like to be educated and maybe, I don't know, take a job over there. I mean, I don't speak French, but I, you know, I could take up smoking. That's a way to fit in. A transgender teenager is given two funerals after the parents argue over the gender. This is in Australia. A 15-year-old Perth transgender boy who died has been mourned at two separate funerals after the parents argued over the, the gender identity in court and actually split the ashes. The 15-year-old boy, who can't be identified, uh, passed away on March 4th. After the death, the mother and father went to the family court after they failed to agree on the funeral arrangements, including which name to put on the son's headstone. The boy's grieving mother said she was prepared to fight for her son's chosen name all the way to the Supreme Court. She told the media that her transgender son would hate to be dead-named on his m memorial. Dead-named, it doesn't, it doesn't define that term. She says the father wanted all the ashes interred together and the son's birth name on the plaque. She says, I would agree to have the birth name in brackets, but his chosen name must be first. The mother said her son fought for his gender identity. He had earlier worried about which name he would have to use to enroll at a new high school, in fact. Eventually, the parents agreed to split their son's ashes and put both names on any plaques. However, the 15-year-old's birth name will appear on his death certificate. Before his death, he was actually unable to illegally change it on his birth certificate. Under Western Australian law, children cannot change their name without both parents' consent. If only one parent consents, the matter must go to the family court. Family and friends of the teenager are remembering him as a good and caring friend who always listened, as well as an amazing artist who is great at drawing, painting. This is a nightmare of a situation and only something that we're going to encounter more and more, and we have to figure out a way to handle this. Uh, I don't know if you change the law that only one parent needs to agree to make the change when it comes to changing a name on a birth certificate or a death certificate. I'm not sure how this works in the United States. And then what do you do when they disagree which name to go on the tombstone? This is a nightmare of, uh, of a problem that I don't even know how you begin to suss out. Um, I suppose having both names on any memorial plaques is, for now, the best way to handle it. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, I, I'm open to hearing other suggestions. I don't even know what you do in this situation. This is, um, it's very tricky. Like, I don't even know, do I have to have Chris Jones on my tombstone or can I have Jonesy? Can I just put Jonesy on the tombstone? I don't even know. Hold on, let me Google this. Now, it says here in the United States, the spouse or the deceased's closest living relative makes these choices as far as name and font. A lot of choices when it comes to a headstone. Go to this person. So that's a very important job. I'll just have to make it very clear. Whoever's going to be making that decision for me just puts Jonesy. I think just Jonesy on my tombstone. That's assuming I have one. I don't even know if I'm going to do all that. I feel, I feel like taking up geographical space after I'm deceased is a little selfish, you know. Uh, so I don't know if I want a, a plot of anything or a stone of any sort taking up any physical space after I'm gone. I want to leave the space for the future. I mean, we got overcrowding as it is. Land is disappearing. So... 
Why not save the land? That's me trying to save the world, guys. Can you commend me? Call the show. Jonesy, rock and roller. Well, I just want to tell you, the Stanley Cup is the hardest thing to win. You have to go through seven games. The Super Bowl isn't. More people watch the Super Bowl. The Stanley Cup is not the best cup, championship cup. It's the famous. It's famous because of the team, but you don't. The Stanley Cup is has a band around it. Every year, it puts a band on, and it tells you the team who won it and all the players who won the Stanley Cup. So if you won it through the years, like say you won it in 1960, it would be in the cup. Your name would be on that cup. That's what makes the cup the greatest cup, Sam. You know, Jones. Sorry about that. Love football. I love my Browns, but the greatest cup is the Stanley Cup. Just for you to understand why it's so important. The cup is so big, and it's got rings around it. Like I said, from 1930-something or 20-something, whatever the years. And your name is printed on that cup. Super Bowl cup isn't. So uh, not to say that I wouldn't mind winning a Super Bowl. And I think my Cleveland Browns are going to win a Super Bowl. They're in the right direction. Sorry, Jones. I know you're New England Patriots. They're a, a team that is going to have to rebuild up. And uh, you don't have Tom Brady anymore. Tom Brady was the man in football. So you got to get somebody and find who can replace him. Not to say Baker Mayfield is the uh, saver, but Baker Phil Mayfield is not a back, uh, bad quarterback. You have a good day, man. You stay out of trouble, and I'm glad you're getting gigs that you can start working. Maybe you can do a Florida one. That'd be kind of cool. Do them on Florida Friday. You have a gig. That would be kind of wild. So uh, you take care, and I'll talk to you when you talk to me. Take care now. Bye-bye. Hey, fellow weirdos, it's Michael from Iowa City, and today is Tuesday the 20th. Don't forget to call in to 646-450-2012. That's Jonesy's hotline to the show, and it's one week until his birthday next Tuesday, April 27th. Don't forget to call the number, tell Jonesy happy birthday, tell him your name, and tell him where you're calling from so he can play these calls at the end of the show during the outro, and we'll all find out as fellow weirdos where all of Jonesy's callers are from or all around the country and maybe from around the world. It should go something like this. Hey, Jonesy, happy birthday. It's Michael calling from Iowa City in the good old USA. Happy birthday, buddy. Hey, everybody. It's your host, Jonesy. Thanks again for being here for another episode of Weird AF News and making it all the way to the outro, the final boss of this level. Um, (laughs) I want to thank some peeps that called me. Jim in Cleveland, who called to uh, just to give me a friendly reminder that the Stanley Cup is actually the coolest sports trophy. And you make a good case, Jim. I'm willing to consider. Um, Also heard from Michael. Thanks again, Michael from Iowa City. Big supporter of the show, trying to pimp out my birthday this month. So uh, big thanks to Michael. I'll be publishing, publishing those calls. You guys can call the show anytime if you want to say something. 
compliment me, wish me a happy birthday, whatever you want to do. 646-450-2012. Maybe one of the stories I covered today uh, relates to you in some way. And, uh, or you have an opinion that's uh, different than mine, or it might even be uh, congruent with mine. <laughs> congruent. Hey, now, that's what's up. I took some community college courses, guys. I use words like congruent sometimes. Uh, what else? Oh, yes, support the show by uh, leaving it a review on Amazon or iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, or by telling a friend, a neighbor, or your cellmate. Uh, also, you can uh, support the show by going to Patreon and donating a couple bucks a month. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Uh, and if you join that, you'll also get access to a lot of extra Weird AF content. So that's pretty cool too. So uh, thanks again for being here. Appreciate you very, very much. And we'll see you tomorrow on Weird AF News.